we pray this message blesses and encourages you. Thank you. We all just skimmed over the fact there, Pastor Sean, that you used the word presh instead of precious. Fresher. <laughs> you can take it however it is you want. Christmas time. Has anybody finished their shopping? Okay. Has has anybody not started? If I hadn't started, I'd be feeling a bit of pressure, Pastor Sean. I am a, like when the seals kind of come in, I'm like, let's get these things early. Um, but a but still, the problem is when you buy your presents early, then you get to now and you're like, oh, I forgot about this. And then you end up just buying more and more. Um, and so it's an interesting season. Gift giving is, um, in our house, when we were growing up, it wasn't like, like Christmas was a big deal, but it was, it was always an interesting dynamic. Um, and then I married a girl who loves it, like loves the presents and loves the gifts and loves, like I, we went from like, you we might have a birthday party this year. We might not, like, you know, it depends how we're all feeling. Um, to and married into a family that has birthday weeks. Or like a week later, we're like, do you want to go for dinner tonight? What for? It's my birthday week. I'm like, oh. It's now closer to my birthday <laughs> than it is to yours. But it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. But it, uh, here's the thing about gift giving is that there's two postures in gift giving. One where I would go and buy the gift and maybe wrap the gift and all like all that it entails in that and then I give it to the person that's posture one posture two is the person has to then receive the gift and has to to take the gift and I I'll be honest I struggle not with gift giving I struggle with gift receiving I I feel like awkward like awkward and you know what's the worst oh do you know and it's gonna happen it happens every year it happens on your birthday it happens at Christmas you know when they give you it and then they watch you? And you're like, oh, no, like, I'll, I'll open it later. Like, no, let's just move. No, 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 honestly, open it up, open it up. Or when you're in a big circle, my family used to, my family used to do that. And, and we still do it now. It's like everybody's in a circle and we're all passing out gifts. And I want to, like, open mine in the corner quietly. And like, Darren, what did you get? I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you. Hey, and you're trying to prepare your I am thrilled face whatever inside you're like what is this um but anyway it's a it's an interest and I don't want to to open it in front of anyone um but we need both to work for the gifting process to work like I need to give and I need to be able to receive and I remember once like I don't even know what it is I just feel awkward it, it stresses me out a little bit like getting gifts but I I remember once somebody not even out in my birthday not at Christmas time somebody once tried to give me like I think it was like 20 quid or something I was like here this is for you and I began to protest, but like, do you know whenever it's like, no, no, no. Do you ever have the protest at like a checkout, like at a, like you're gonna pay the bill of a meal and it's like, no, 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 no. And then it's back and forth and a waitress is just looking at you like, can somebody just please pay? But this person was trying to give me it and I was like, no, 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 honestly, it's fine, it's fine. You keep it, you give it, give it to this person, give it to that thing, give it to, no, honestly, it's fine. And the protest went on a little bit to the point where it was getting like really awkward and you're like sternly looking at each other. No, listen to me, keep it. Like, and it got a little bit awkward. And then the, the person did, um, they did, like, they just pulled out the trunk, like, the trunk card. They're just going to beat me. Darren, do you know what it says in the Bible? Like, oh, we're going to pull the Bible out now, are we? <laughs> um, and they said, they just were like, Darren, it's more blessed to give than it is to get. 
It's more blessed to give than it is to get. And so this isn't actually about you. This is about me and what I feel like the Lord's asking me to do. And so don't you take away my opportunity to give just because you don't know how to receive it. Well, you may give me 40 then if you're going to do it. This, like, I was rebuked because giving is great and generosity is great and I want to be more generous and I want to give more and I want the people around me to be more generous and I want people to give more. But if, if I'm not willing to receive, then I might be the weakest link in the chain of this gift-giving process. And I flicked my mind over to God and my relationship with God and I began to ask myself the question even this week, am I willing to receive all that God wants to give me? Or am, am I in this constant state of like protest with him? Like, no, God, no, no, I know you're good, but you keep it. Like, am I in this constant state of maybe not? Like, because we know that God's so good and we know that God's so loving and we know that God's so caring and we know that God is so kind. But if I'm not willing to receive all of those things for myself, then this becomes a wasted exercise because he's standing with it and I'm not taking it from him. A quick example to try and land it is, God by his nature is loving, he is loving. But if I don't learn how to receive the love of God, then I will live my life with this warped view of who God is. And I might believe that God is angry and I might believe that God is distant and I might believe that God is against me when all the while God is just trying to love me. And the problem isn't who he is or what he tries to give me. The problem is I haven't learned how to receive it and to take it from him. It, and I don't realize in a moment that, this isn't about me. It's about him and who he is. And I have to learn to play my part in this transaction, this giving transaction. It comes from his heart and his character. And all I have to do is be willing to receive. A couple of verses um, in Luke, we heard, we heard them earlier. I won't be able to read them with as much gusto probably as we heard them earlier. But we find these verses in the nativity passage. And there's some certain verses that just they, they, they come to the forefront at this time of year. And there's the moment when the angels appear to the shepherds in Luke 2. And part of that passage, it says this, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Peace on earth. Peace while on this earth. Did you know that it was possible to find peace while still on the earth? I think sometimes we relegate peace to like somewhere in the future. Like, like we, we put it away, like even into heaven, like one day I'll be with him and one day I'll see him and one day he'll wipe every tear away from my eye and one day like there'll be no more sorrow and no more pain and one day I'll be with him and you know, there'll be peace and all of that is true. It is true, but this verse and it seems the narrative of the armies of heaven in this moment would suggest that here on this earth, we could know peace. We could know peace and it's built into us, this desire for peace. I had a conversation with someone the other day, just they were appeared and were asking for some help and they just kept saying this line, like, I can't find peace. I can't find peace anywhere. I can't find it. They're on this pursuit of it and they don't even know why. Something inside of them just wants it and they don't know where to find it and they don't know how to get it. I remember once being at a funeral for someone and I can only probably describe this person as like 
they were like tormented in their mind and tormented in their spirit and torment and it was like a battle for them every single day and I remember being at the funeral and one of the family members said to me they've found peace now they're at peace now it's like this searching inside of us through the middle of the chaos and the middle of everything that's going on like I just want to find peace and I can see the news and I can watch the news and I can see all that's going on and all that has went on and I look at other people and I look at other situations and I look around even my own life at times and my own situations and I just go Lord peace on earth like looking for peace like where is the peace and peace on earth is possible that's what it says and I don't mean in some sort of like beauty pageant way like I just want world peace like I'm not I'm saying like peace peace from God peace from our father in heaven peace from him and so if the Bible is saying that it's possible and if the Bible is also saying that it's actually heaven's intention that we would know peace on earth then maybe, just maybe, the problem isn't with the giver. Perhaps it's with the receivers. Perhaps, like, he hasn't got a problem in giving it. So maybe the problem is in us receiving it. Isaiah 9 teaches us some, ver there's some verses that we hear a lot at Christmas. It teaches us a bit about who Jesus would be. And it says this, for a child is born to us, or another version might say, for unto us the son is given. A son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Jesus would be the Prince of Peace. And if that's the case, then I can conclude that peace must come with him. It's like part and parcel of who he is. Peace must come with him. Peace was his intention. You don't get that title unless peace comes with you. You would be called something else. But out of the four things that they could call him here, Prince of Peace is one of those. This kingdom that this prince would represent would be one of peace. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as he walked this earth, this Prince of Peace would show us his intention and in how he acted and interacted and even how he showed up. People expected a king, the savior, the Messiah. They expected him to come, but they expected him to come as a king of an, of an empire, the king of some sort of kingdom that would overthrow the oppressors, that would go to war with the Romans, would finally, like they had been so oppressed for so long, they hadn't had peace in so long and they thought peace would come the same way every, every other kingdom had brought peace through a sword and they would come and he would defeat them and he would push them back and he would reinstate them as the, you know, as, as like the leaders of the world right now and then the peace would come in that direction but that's not who he was because he doesn't come as a kingdom of turmoil and chaos and all of those things. He's the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. He gives and I receive. And maybe you're sitting thinking, well, darn, I know this, but I still don't feel it. I still don't sense it. I still don't know peace. I'm still wrestling inside my mind. I'm still wrestling inside my heart. I'm still wrestling inside my spirit. Like, how can I know peace? How can I receive peace? Because I understand that God wants to give it. How can I receive peace? Because I've been searching and I've been trying, but I'm still at some sort of war inside myself. Philippians 4, 
it teaches us this. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. It seems that these two things can't coexist. If I can, might be a worrier, but if I can translate that into prayer, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's already done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It seems there's a bit of a recipe here for how I'm going to receive peace, how I'm going to get it. Stop worrying. Start praying. Talk to him about what you need and thank him for what you've already got. Stop worrying. Pray to him instead. Talk to him about what you need and thank him for what you've already got. And that seems, maybe that seems easy enough. Maybe that seems easy enough to you. So I could do those four things. But do you ever... I don't know if anybody like bakes or cooks or any of those things. This seems to be the time of the year whenever people start, they turn into like Gordon Ramsay. But it's, do you ever make something and it looks like it's going to be class and it might even look class and then you taste it and you're like, uh-oh. You just put loads of salt in or something. But just to turn, but, and you realize as you go back through the, re- like I followed the recipe and then you go, you, you go through it really quickly and realize I just forgot one little thing. Like I missed one little thing. There was like a pinch of something that was supposed to go in here at one point and I missed it and now it's a disaster. And I don't know how I'm going to salvage this thing. I, I think as I, as I read through those verses, I think we can, because we can probably get to a place where in myself I can say, well, I could stop worrying about it and pray more. And I can thank him for what I've got and I can tell him what I need. Like I can, I can do those things, but there's another little piece in here, a little piece to the puzzle that I think sometimes this is where we struggle. This is where we'll trip up. This is where we'll get the recipe wrong. And it's in the second part often in verse seven. It says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that you could understand. Another version would call it the peace that passes all understanding. And here's the piece, here's the, the piece of the puzzle or the part of the recipe I think we struggle with. If you want to experience the peace of God while on this earth, we have to be willing to be at a spot where we say, I'm okay not understanding. In order to fully receive the peace of God, I have to let go of my right to understand everything in this earth. I can't understand. It seems I can't understand everything that's going on on the earth and still know the peace of God at the same time because it says this peace will come and pass all of my understanding. We have to humble ourselves and recognize we are not the source of this thing. I cannot work this out. People have been trying to work out peace in all sorts of places all over the earth for years and thousands of years and we still haven't got there because the source isn't our wisdom. The source isn't our understanding. The source is Jesus Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. Circumstances will not create peace for you. Jesus creates peace. Note also that the scriptures would refer to him as a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. See, a peacekeeper is very different. What a peacekeeper does is they try to find out what's almost like the magic formula. 
Like, how can I keep you happy and you happy and you happy? And what do you want? And what do you want? And what do you want? Okay, where's the compromise? How do we find a spot in the middle where everybody's a little bit happier, but maybe not entirely happy? And how do we create some sort of peace? And then once we've got it, how do we keep it? Peacekeeping feels like some sort of middle unsteady ground. It feels volatile and it's no fun for anybody because as much as some people experience some level of peace, the person who's trying to keep it feels none because they know that at any moment this whole thing could blow up. It just takes one person to overstep their line. It just takes one person to change their mind and this whole thing will blow up. It could, they, they, the very smallest thing, this whole thing could fall apart because they're just trying to keep the peace. But Jesus creates peace. Jesus is the peacemaker. Matthew 5, 9, Jesus is talking to people on the Sermon on the Mount and he says, blessed is the peacemaker because they'll be called children of God because this kingdom isn't a kingdom of peacekeeping. This is a kingdom of peacemaking. This, cre this kingdom creates peace where there is no peace. He's not coming in trying to make everything work together to get it. He just makes peace because that is who he is, peacemakers, not dependent on other people, not dependent on circumstances, not dependent on outcomes, not dependent on situations, not dependent on governments and rulers. It's dependent on him. And that's how we can know peace on this earth because it depends on nobody else but him. And he is the same yesterday and today and forever, he is the alpha, he is the omega, he is the beginning, he is the end, he changes not. And so regardless of what's going on around us, we can know peace because he is the source of it. I'm gonna read you just a couple of verses. It's just one story that as I was preparing this, I really really felt like the Lord was speaking to me in it. I'm not asked the band if they can come as I, as I do. Mark 4. It's this verse, if you've been around church at all, you'll have known these verses. And it says, on this day, on that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. That's an interesting, like sometimes we, we, we learn these stories when we're so young and then we forget and we miss all the details. They took him just as he was because Jesus doesn't need anything else. So Jesus himself was enough. It says other boats were with him and a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling up. But he was in the stern asleep on the cushion and they woke him up and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? They're in the middle of this storm. And I love the passage, there's little bits again, like we missed, there was other people there. In my head, it was just one boat in the middle, but there's other boats all there in the middle of the storm and they're all caught up in it. And Jesus is able to, with just a few words, bring peace to everybody, bring peace to all of the boats, bring peace to everyone. He was asleep and they woke him up and it wasn't like a panic to him. It's almost like, it's not like, why are you? I picture like looking at them going, did you forget? 
that the Prince of Peace was on your boat? Did you forget that the Prince of Peace was with you? Did you forget who I am? Did you forget that I don't negotiate for peace? Did you forget that I don't have to get this all to work together? Did you forget that I don't have to tell all of these things what to do just in order to try to create and keep some sort of peace? I am the peacemaker. I make peace. I create peace in the middle of a storm. You can't understand it fully. You don't really understand how it came, but it's here right now because I am the Prince of Peace and I am with you. There's no compromise to be done. He doesn't come out and try to compromise with the storm and say, okay, Rain, if you could stop for a minute till we get this settled and then when if you could slow down here there's no compromise to be done Jesus steps out onto the edge and says stop peace be still and the waves stop for everybody the waves stop for everybody the prince of peace has arrived and so I want to encourage you today in this Christmas season that whatever your storm whatever your circumstance whatever emotion whatever everyone else is doing whatever is going on around you whatever is going on inside of you Christmas is a reminder to you that the prince of peace has come the prince of peace has come and I often can be the disciple that's panicking for a moment. Like, oh my goodness, Lord, do you see it? Did you, do you not see the storm? Don't you see the chaos? Don't you see the confusion inside of me, but also around me and the people that I love and the people that I care about? Can you not see it? Lord, when I look at the news, can you not see the chaos? Lord, can you not see what's going on? Like, don't you care that we're perishing over here, God? And I want you to hear him today over whatever is happening in you or around you. I want you to hear three words from him today. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. Jesus is not coming to try to find some sort of peace deal in your life. Jesus is coming as the prince of peace and that means peace will come with him we celebrate Jesus at this Christmas time him coming to us him living those 33 years as a human being a sinless life and then dying the most horrific death like he would die we'll, we'll celebrate that at Easter and how he rose again for us but before he does he steps towards his disciples and he says I'm gonna leave something with you he doesn't say I'm gonna leave you some good teaching he doesn't say I'm gonna leave you some example he doesn't say I'm gonna leave you some miracles to talk about he doesn't say like I'm, I'm I'm leaving you with this or that. Before he does, he steps before them and he says this in John, in John 14. I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give you. He wanted you to know today that the source of your peace will be him. If you find peace in this earth, it will have come from him the world cannot give you whatever your turmoil whatever the confusion whatever the problem whatever the issue whatever the fear whatever the anxiety you can run all over the place pursuing peace if you want but the source of true peace on this earth is Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ his kingdom is a kingdom of peace it comes from him he gives it to you and all we have to do is receive it is receive it is receive his peace. And so let me pray for you. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done.
and then you will experience God's peace, which will exceed anything you can understand, and his peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. And so, Jesus, we're so grateful. We're so grateful for the Prince of Peace. We're so grateful that you are not the peacekeeper, that you haven't come to try to solve it all. But Jesus, you are the peacemaker. You are the peace creator. Yours is a kingdom of peace. And so, God, I pray that people today, whether in this room or online, wherever they find themselves, whatever the chaos is that they might find themselves in the middle of, that Jesus today, that they would hear those three words from you as you stand and look at that storm, peace be still. Jesus, I thank you that there's nothing on this earth. There's no chaos. There's no calamity. There's nothing going on that is intimidating to you. You are the prince of peace. You are entirely confident in your ability to create peace wherever it might need to be. And so, Jesus, I pray that today that we would know and sense such a creation of peace in us and around us, that, God, you would do it inside of us so that just like that passage, the other people around might experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. And so, God, we give up our right to understand today. God, we thank you for all that you have done. God, we, we, we turn from our worry and we turn to you in prayer. And God, we thank you for what you've already done. We tell you all that we need. And God, we pray that the peace of God would invade our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like any more information, please visit stmarkcity.ie. Have a very blessed week.